106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. And we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Had a great hour, by the way, uh, on Fix It Radio. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, we had lots of things we discussed with uh, kitchens and remodeling and different things along those lines and so on. So I appreciate you guys listening to that and staying tuned here for Drive Radio. Our number, 303 477 Five six zero zero three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. I've got a text message that came in quickly here for Drive Radio. Son has a twenty five hundred Cummins, and it's using a little antifreeze. It's been diagnosed as a head gasket. Would it be worth trying a K Seal? And is that the right name? Yes, K Seal is the right name. Would it be worth trying? Uh, I need more information. What year is this? I know it's a, a Cummins. Is it a 5.9? Is it a 6.7? I can know by the year, by the way, if you tell me that, unless it's a, a 2007, because that was the year they switched over, and some of those were 5.9s and some were 6.7s. But give me a year of that so I know a little bit more. There were some of the early 5.9s, depending upon the year, where they actually could crack a block, and they may be leaking from that and not necessarily the head gasket. And K-Seal in that case probably won't fix it. Now, K-Seal's not going to damage anything. If you wanted to try to fix a coolant leak with K-Seal, you definitely could. And, yes, that is the proper name. And for all of you listening, it, it's, it's a great uh, sealant coolant-wise. Now, is it a permanent fix? Uh, I don't feel it's a permanent fix. If you know you've got a leak someplace, yes, you need to get that leak taken care of or the the part of the vehicle that's having that leak taken care of, whether that be, you know, heater core radiator, something in the engine itself, whatever the case may be. But uh, in this particular case, please give me more info on what that is. And and just in the future, those of you that ask questions on either text message, you know, on the, on the text line itself or via email, give me all the info uh, as far as, you know, year, make, model, you know, in this case, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, all those things help me, especially when you start looking at things that we're trying to diagnose, and I can't see the vehicle, so as, uh, the more information I have, the better. Again, 303-477-5600 is our number. We're here to answer questions. Ken Rackley from Tech Automotive should be joining us here shortly. He's out in the Aurora area, by, by the way, so if you're out in that neck of the woods and you need anything done to your vehicle, he's the guy to take care of you. And uh, Kim would love to to help you with any need that you've got. And, again, you can find all of our great partners here on Drive Radio right by going to the website drive-radio.com, drive-radio.com or drive-radio. So question of the day. And this came from producer Ann, by the way. We were going to do this last week and decided to push it off to this week. Question of the day. Worst car buying advice you were ever given. Now, I get all sorts of questions on you know car buying and all of that 
on a routine basis, and I try to give out really good, solid advice. And, again, that's always a little bit difficult because I'm not necessarily sitting in front of the car you're buying or the deal or whatever, but I can learn a lot of of things about a car even by the listings themselves. That's the other thing, too. If, you, if you're ever interested in buying a car and you want advice and you're asking me, please send me the listing as well. I can do a lot of things with that listing itself, even looking at the vehicle, the description, the VIN number, things like that. So if you're ever asking me about a specific vehicle you're looking to buy, please send me the listing as well. That helps me out immensely. But uh, question of the day, worst car buying advice you've ever been given? Now, some of you may or may not notice this past week that Dodge came out and released its last big sort of splash, if you would, before they stopped making the uh, big V8 superpower cars that they've been making, their Hellcats and so on. They came out with the Demon 170, 1,085 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 1.99 seconds. It'll do the quarter mile in 9.8 seconds. And for those of you that may be interested in buying one, you better get out the checkbook because everything I have looked, because I would love to buy one, but the cheapest one I have found is $250,000, even though it's a $100,000 car. They are upping them a minimum, minimum of $100,000. So if somebody gets a chance to buy one, uh, I love you. I wish you the best. I'm not a guy willing to pay that much over retail for a car, period. That's just me. I know there's others that, that can and will, but I'm not that guy. So, But that's that's a very cool car that they've come out with, and I noticed on social media some folks were like, oh, those are, those are impossible. There's no way that car can do 0 to 60 in 1.99 seconds. Um, yes, actually, it can. If it's in the right conditions, on a drag strip, hooked up correctly, it by the way, it has street slicks coming from it from the factory, Mickey Thompson street slicks. So, yes, in fact, it could do that. Some of the folks on social media are just total knuckleheads and have no idea how that end of things works. So, yes, there are vehicles out there, this one included, that can actually do that. So, anyways, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's a very cool car. Even if you're not into cars, it's a cool thing that they're doing and, uh, you know, kind of fun at the same time. Peter up in Boulder, you're next. Go ahead, Peter. Hi, I have a 2004... Toyota Prius, um, and we have sometimes the little display screen that is ahead of the steering wheel that is that shows up kind of below the bottom of the um, of the windshield. Yeah, the heads up sometimes display. Sometimes it comes on, and sometimes it yeah the heads up display. Sometimes it comes on, and sometimes it doesn't, and um, so it's kind of intermittent. Um, the the other display panel. Um, in the center of the console works fine. Okay. The one that you do the radio. and. Okay. Let me ask you a couple of questions really quick. When you see it not working, are you wearing sunglasses? Uh, great question. No. Okay, because polarized lenses will not allow you to see the heads-up display. That's the first, first question I always ask because you won't see a heads-up display with polarized lenses. We're, I've, I've seen it sometimes work and sometimes not work, okay. whether it's daylight or nighttime or just my normal glasses. And, and, Peter, I don't remember on that particular vehicle, does it have an adjustment down on the dash to where you can move that heads up, up or down? And my point is, unless you're at the right angle, even you slouching a little or you know not being in the right position can change whether you see that or not. Great, great idea, and and maybe it does and maybe it doesn't, but... 
but when it does work, it, it works bright and clear. Okay. And when it doesn't work, it's like it is. It's totally completely. You just don't see anything. Protecting. Okay. Then yeah. most likely there's an issue with that display itself just not shining. I mean, you can always when it's you know when it's not working, you take a you know take a darker sheet of paper or something and put it right up there in the dash. That's actually just it's like a little reverse type mirror that's just shining up on the glass. It's really easy to see if it's working or not. If it's just not flat working at all, then we've got to get that in and get it looked at and find out what's going on and why it's not lighting up. Yeah. Okay. And and what do they tend to do to track that down? And, like to and see- really, honestly, Peter, they're they're rarely rarely have I ever seen one be intermittent. Typically, they work or they don't. Uh, being intermittent, uh, again, something is making that thing you know not come on. Could be a loose connection. And I didn't I didn't ask how many miles are on this, Peter. Two fifty. Yeah, in that case, it could be a loose connection, something along those lines. The other thing I would advise doing is they can collect a lot of dirt and lint and junk, especially over that amount of time. Clean that area really good also before we do anything else. I, I did do that as well. Okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. Yeah, keeping it good and clean and just see what that does. If yeah, if it's still intermittent coming on and off, we might have just a loose connection behind it or something. I mean, I doubt the display is bad. It's what's sending it to the display that's the issue. That that makes sense. Kind of like on your on your old computer. If Correct. The, if if the cable going to it, you know, DVI, VGA, whatever you're using, Correct. HDMI. Yep. yep. If the cable's loose, then no screen. Yeah, it's, it's um, very very similar. And again, on an O four, they can get you know they get a lot of dust and dirt and debris and just junk over time. Again, you got two hundred fifty thousand miles, so the car hasn't just sat around. It's been driven, which is good. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, those are some of the repercussions of that. Where and and does that plug like what do you do? You pull off the top of the dash. They'll have to, to pull. Get, the, yeah, they'd have, well. What they do is they pull the innards of all of what's around the steering wheel out, and then you can get into that from underneath the dash because that's where it's positioned. It's you don't pull the dash off; you get in it from underneath. Is what you do. Oh, okay. And does that make great. sense? Have, yes, and. Um, I forgot those had those, by the way. That would, you know, not not a lot of cars had those in 04, so I forgot those had that. That was a unique thing they had. I love heads up display, by the way. It gives you a lot of information where you don't have to look anywhere but there. Yeah, yeah, it is is super neat. Very handy. Um, uh, Another follow on question. Yes. Um, Same vehicle. um, Seems to be the, when it tells, when that screen is working, um, seems to be. Sometimes we'll tell you accurate gas left, and sometimes does not. And uh, and so I, I've just been filling it, filling that massive eleven and a half gallon tank. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, and yesterday I found I put I added another three gallons, and it, um, and you know, and then it was happy, and then, and then because uh, I had some spare in a gas can and then i thought well i might as well fill it and went to the gas station and it and it took another two gallons i thought oh okay great now we are totally full but the general question is is there something that causes the fuel gauge to not be super reliable most most likely that's coming out of the sending unit itself and fortunately for you up in boulder on both problems if that heads up display 
you know, we need to get that looked at, which we, which you need to. Legacy Automotive up in Boulder, they do a ton of work on the Prius end of things, including even, you know, battery re- rebuild and things along those lines. So, you know, Josh up at Legacy Automotive in Boulder, they're out at 55th, one of our sponsors. He, that's right up his alley, Peter. Oh, okay, super, and that, that helps. So he, and and even, for, even on the gas gauge side of it, he can look at that as well. And are you up for a different car, different questions? Sure, no, go right ahead. You're fine. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, 2006 GX470 Lexus. Okay. Looks like uh, a forerunner. Yep. Um, it basically is. And, which it is, yeah. Um, and 205,000 miles. Um, I got nailed. Uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on Highway 36 yeah. from um, uh, yeah from a Subaru that that nailed me. They were going the wrong direction on Highway 36. Oh so man, that, jeez, that's Peter. Yeah, that's not good. Holy cow! Yeah, that's yeah. really scary. I'm glad you're okay. That's awful. Yeah, and they're okay as well. Um, oh. So um, the question on that one is looking for the front right fender and i'm having a tough time finding one anywhere like all the usual suspects like all of the um you know pull and pay and all the other yards Mm -hmm. and and the nearest i could find was a place out of canada but then you pay a fortune for shipping right what are your thoughts did you check uh did you check carpart.com it's car-part.com did you look at them as well I did. And they don't yeah. have anything at all? Uh, they, I think they had one that was, um, that had its own damage. Hmm. Um, but any other spots that you'd, you would try? I mean, I, I, the thing, the advantage Carpart has is, as you know, they are looking, I mean, not every salvage yard registers with them but i will tell you a lot do and the majority of the large guys do so if they don't have that man alive have you looked to see if there's a new one available anywhere uh and where would you look for new oh you you any you know toyota probably doesn't sell that any longer but um um oh shoot what's the name Keystone is one of the other companies that sells uh, aftermarket parts. Now, you're probably going to have to buy that through a collision center. I don't know that those guys will sell directly to, you know, directly to the public, but you know, they would be one that would tell you. Oh, great. Okay. And that, that would be probably, again, if you can't find, I, I mean, they've got to still make a replacement for that, so you should be able to buy one on the aftermarket side of the fence. Yeah. Um, super. And then the other... Is that all? Is that the I only damage? I'm assuming there's more damage than that. Oh, there's a whole bunch more, and 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 the um, the ma- mechanic I have for that is is good to go on everything else, and okay. I've got all the other parts, and we're we're ready to go to rebuild that baby and get her back on the road. Did I'd you get enough it. insurance money That's, out of it, by the way? Um, still still fighting with the California insurance company, but I'm sure they'll come through and. Um, and then we'll move forward. Okay. Yeah, they're, um, my insurance did their numbers, and they said, yep, we're going to – We if if I went through my insurance company, they would total it and give me a check. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I'd buy it back and, right. and do the process. And right. I did find a pasture door and was super jazzed because it was even 
a perfect color match. I was just going to say, too, I just did look on eBay. There's several of those fenders on eBay, by the way. Oh, great. So that's another, okay. you know, you could probably buy a used fender on eBay. And personally speaking, if I could buy an original fender versus one of the aftermarket fenders, even if you've got a paint, I mean, if you found one the right color, that would even be great. You know, that would even be better. But if you could find one that even needs painted, I would buy a used factory one as opposed to an aftermarket new one if it were me oh great advice okay because it'll be a better Uh, fender if you do that and so go ahead and go go ebay and pay the three to four hundred dollars shipping and yep and and call it good yep it'll be a better fender oh that is that is super. What a great vehicle! I've really enjoyed it. Oh, those are you know those are as you said. That's basically a V eight forerunner. Um, is there a is there a metal front bumper that you like for those? And the goal is to maybe like I found a replacement bumper and it's the right color and it's and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But the question is if I if I upgraded to an actual metal one, you know that. Future, I could stick a, a winch on. Is there, is there some um, metal winch? No, metal front bumpers. Yeah, there's um, tons. By the way, you know, there's like. there's numerous companies that, as you know, that that build those, and that's one where this one comes down to personal preference. Which one do you like the look? You know, do you like the look of best, and so on? I would just go online and figure out, you know, what do you like best? Now, uh, one thing to remember, even on the big heavy duty. You know, you know, metal bumpers. You know, they're 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 fab. They're made, is what I'm trying to get at for everybody listening. These are not factory bumpers. These are an aftermarket bumper, much like you said a moment ago, where you can put a winch and all the different things in. Just just make sure that it's something that's made here. There's a lot of stuff that's made in China that's imported, and their quality is not great. So just make sure that it's a you know U.S. made heavy duty bumper, and it's gonna you know it's gonna do the things you want it to do. But I would just pick out the there's not not going to be a plethora of companies, but there's probably a half a dozen that build a, a bumper for that, Peter. And would you consider an aluminum? No. To keep the well, if you can if you can afford it, steel? if you can afford it, sure they're great, but they're going to be twice twice or three times as much money as what you're going to spend on a steel one. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so if you can find one and, and it's in and it's in your budget and you want to spend it, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. They're great. And and if it's 120 pounds, do you see any issues with that? No. Okay. No. Super. TJM back in the day, day used to make a bunch of aluminum bumpers for those as well. That's another company you might look at. Okay, say it again. TJM. Oh, TJM. Thank you. So just Super. look and see. I, I don't know if they make one or not for it, but it'd be worth looking at. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. You bet, Thanks. Peter. Appreciate it very much, and uh, sorry to hear that, but I'm glad everybody's okay. We'll be right back. Give us a call, 303-477-5600. Any questions you've got, we'll get them answered. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest on your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. 
Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Choosing Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center almost 20 years ago was one of the best decisions we ever made for our pets. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know it's a busy time of the year for all of us, but it's no reason to forget about our pets. Our pets are a part of our family, and they need their checkups and preventative care just as we humans do. Whether a pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are the foundation of our pet's overall health. Depending on your pet's age, a preventative care visit will include the basics, such as an exam and vaccinations, diet and weight management, and parasite preventatives. But it could also involve a spay or neuter discussion, microchipping, concerns about house training or behavior issues. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical team will take the time to get to know your pet and address the concerns you have about your pet's care. It's what your pet deserves, and it's good medicine. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, boarding, grooming, behavior training, pet foods, or pet care products, you'll find it at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the place where my pets go. Call today, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And don't forget to visit their website at LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. 
Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And by, by the way, don't forget, question of the day, worst car buying advice you were ever given. Don and Littleton, you're next. Go ahead, Don. Hey, hi, John. How are you doing? Good, sir. Nice to be talking to you today. You too. Hey, I had a couple of things happen last week I thought I'd run by you. Sure. Uh, one was I have a neighbor uh, driving down the street, uh, residential street, and a guy backed out of his driveway without looking, and he hit her. Mm. So she stopped. It was just a fender bender, and the guy got out of the car. He was a kid, and his father came out of the house and talked the woman into not calling the police. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's, hard she, on a, that's hard on a young driver, so, yeah, we yeah. all know that. Yeah, yeah. So she took pictures, and he guy says, I have good insurance, that so you don't have to worry. So she calls the, pro- the progressive insurance company up when she gets home, and they took her side of the story, and... And they said, well, we have to check with our insured, and we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And then they called her back the next week, and they said, our insured says he did not, he did not cause that accident, that you hit him. He didn't hit you. Mm-hmm. And she, he said, they said, in, in light of that, we're, we're gonna, just going to close the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, we won't fix your car. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, we, I had a rather long talk with her about always calling the police. Yep. Whenever you, you know, but of course that was a little Call late. police, take pictures, all of that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she, she writes it off to a bad decision and goes on with her life. About a week and a half later, Progressive calls her back and says, we have reviewed your case, and even though our insured still claims you hit him, we're going to cover your car repair. Well, they must have looked at some pictures or something, or yeah, adjuster came did. out or something. Yeah, she took pictures and sent the pictures in. Ah. No adjuster saw the car, but she did send ah, pictures Ah, perfect. In. Good idea. That's why you, you do that. Yeah, have you ever heard of an insurance company going against their oh, yeah. their insured? Oh, they, they, well, only if there's proof like she had picture-wise that she's correct in there. If she hadn't had that, she, she would have been sunk. Yeah, sure. I guess you're right. Yeah. That's why you take pictures. Yeah, and I was glad she had taken yes, the photograph. Yes, very good on her part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, w- I thought that was pretty That's unusual. why you do it, folks. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing I saw driving down Colorado Boulevard the other day was a, a car go by me with a Colorado plate, but it was black. It was solid black. They're new ones. Oh, no kidding. Yep, I just ordered a couple for a car that I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a new plate. They've got, I think... 
in that style, red, black, and I think blue, Don. I'd have to go look it up on the, on the website, but I think there's those three different colors. No kidding. Yes. I didn't know. That's, that was news to me. Yes. Huh. All right. And the last item I had is you've heard that uh, people that don't, uh, renew, don't renew their plates use those temporary tags. They're going to start getting fined now. Finally, I talked about it this last week on my daily program, and yes, they're finally going to get a larger fine, which they had not been getting any up to this point. Frankly, Don, I still don't think it's enough because I still think it maxes out at like a hundred bucks or something. That's right. But they're still going to charge them previous. So it's a hundred bucks plus. They have to still make up for all the previous ownership tax they would have had otherwise. So in a way, I guess it's all of that plus the hundred bucks. So they're still, you know, they're, they're still getting punished. I guess. I guess, I guess. Not enough, I don't think, but it should make people think twice about going that long. Yeah, yeah. I also heard that, that uh, people that come in with out-of-state plates and don't register their cars. 90 days. Yeah, 90 days. But how are you going to, how is the state going to prove? Great that, question. No that, idea, that Don. Yeah, that was the part that stuck in my there, mind. There is. I, I, it, Tim, I don't know that there is any way for them to prove that. So it's, all, it's still going to be by, you, you know, the, the luck of the draw and who's honest and who's not. Yeah, yeah, right. Because a guy could say, "Well, I just moved here a month Correct. ago." Correct. So, Correct. You know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, so. Yeah. Okay. Those were the two interesting things I saw this week. But nice talking with you. All right. John. Sounds great, Don. Appreciate it very much. Have a great afternoon. Let's get one more in before we get caught up on breaks. Cam and Thornton, you're next. Go ahead, Cam. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? Hey, I got an O2 Dodge Ram 3500 with diesel. Okay. And I've been a charging problem. Okay. It overcharges. Okay. And uh, I've done all new batteries, all new battery cables, two different alternators, but it does, does have that external regulator mounted in it. Have you changed it yet, Cam, or no? Uh. Well, yeah, same time as the alternator. Okay, so you change the regulator and the alternator, and it still overcharges. Yep. And how much is it overcharging? What's the what's the readings? All the way up to about eighteen volts. And that's measured with an actual voltmeter on the batteries while it's doing that, or you're going off the dash? Nope, with a voltmeter. Okay, with a voltmeter. Yeah, you're way too, as you know, way too high. Only in causing that's the regulator. Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. John, I put five alternators on it and five regulators. Yeah, and it's not it's not an alternator, and it's it there's that's the only thing it can be, Cam. There's nothing else there doing it. Are you using the same brand, or have you tried switching brands? Well, yeah, I've I've tried Napa and I've tried AutoZone both. Okay. And but someone told me it could be a ground problem. Oh, doubtful. Doubtful. And if you've changed batteries and cables and you've checked all that and you've got good ground down to the block and from, or, you know, down to the, uh, well, yeah, down to the block and then it's got the good strap from the, you know, block to the body, um, I, I doubt very seriously if that's the case. Okay. How could I test those grounds? Because I use an ohmmeter? You, you could, uh, but, you know, easiest thing, and again, just make sure that everything is, you know, you, you put new cables on, so just make sure, sure the surface that, it's grounded too. It's nice and clean. There's no corrosion or anything. But other, I mean, ground is ground. There's not much else to do there, Cam. As you know. Uh, all righty. Well, we'll keep chasing it. But I, I, I would say you've got regulator issue. 
All righty. Okay, Cam, thanks. Appreciate it very much. All right, Patty and Ken, hang tight. We'll come right back. i got to get caught up on breaks. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, one line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com extreme. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Real quick, Cam, if you're listening, uh, I would buy a, and I did look this up, I think you still can buy a factory Mopar regulator for that, which I think I would do next before I did anything else to it. If I'm thinking I got all of the information from you correctly, uh, that's what I would do. And uh, uh, anyways, uh, let's move right along here. I think, Ken, you've been hanging the longest. Ken, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, John, this is Ken with Novus Autoglass. Hey, Ken, what's up? Good. Well, I'll do my daily driving. That's all I get done. Ah, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. I, I had a little bit to add to your information on those aftermarket bumpers yes. that people are putting on these cars and pickups. On all these newer cars, they have radar systems built into those bumpers that tie into your computer and your whole car. By taking those bumpers and changing it, you undo all that stuff. True. And it'd be, be very careful what you change on these newer vehicles. Because that will mess up your adaptive cruise control, your park assist, and it could mess up your lane departure warning system by changing that stuff. True. Now, and, and I don't remember on an 06, I don't remember on an 06 GX if it has all that or not. I don't remember, Kent. No. Probably, probably not. Probably 06, you're not. Probably but the new ones, yes, from, you, are, you are correct. Yeah. Well, I, I say new. You know, even some of the 10-year-old vehicles or so can't have everything you're talking about. Yeah, probably some 15 and newer. You've got a True. lot of technology in these cars, and a person needs to really watch what you add or change to this stuff. It'll make a big difference. Yes, yes, you know, yes. Unless you want lights on your dash forever, I would be very careful. And I'm not sure if the aftermarket people are keeping up with that technology or not or adapting to it, but even adding a bumper with a big winch on the front changes the angle of that vehicle and it will mess up your lane departure warning system. Very true. Very true. Something not too many people are talking about anymore or they just don't know about it. Very true. Very true. Good point. So, okay, that's all I You're have. You're awesome. And, uh, Be safe, Kent. Thanks for calling. All right. You bet. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's Kent from Sterling. Novus, and somebody corrected me. I, I was off on my 0 to 60 time on the Demon 170. It's 166 seconds from 0 to 60, 1.66, which, again, yeah, a lot of folks on social media are like, oh, there's no way that can ever happen. Well, yeah, actually, it can, and that's what they're doing. So, And somebody also asked on 44K, can you use that on carbureted vehicles? Yes, in fact. In fact, that's way back in the day when... 44k was first out yes we were using it on carbureted vehicles back in the day so yes you can use 44k on that and fuel injected vehicles the biggest thing on 44k is just making sure you've got the mixture correct Uh, for example the uh, peter who called in first today with the prius where it doesn't have a very large tank you just want to make sure that you're mixing that in the right ratio according to what the can says so just double check and some of you that have large tanks you may need more than one can depending upon how full the tank is and what you're doing there. So just make sure you're using that according to what the – it's one thing we don't talk about enough probably. There's so many now variations of size capacities on gas tanks. Just make sure you're doing that according to what the back of the can says. Patty in Denver, you're next. Yes. 
Um, I was wondering, I have an 05 Prius with just turned over 100,000 miles. Okay. Um, is it automatic that I need a new serpentine belt? At that number, yes, I would put one on it if it hasn't been done yet. Okay. Do you have a trusty place I could do? I'm not crazy about Stevenson. Uh, what part of town are you in, Patty? I'm in West West Denver. Uh, West Denver, either you can go over to Littleton and see Geno's or Arvada West over in Arvada. Either one of those could do that for you very easily. Okay, okay. The other, while well, I got you, the other question is um, I also have an 08 Prius, and I keep it plugged in because I don't drive it very often. Okay. It only has like 49,000 miles on it. Is there a length of time that you shouldn't? I drive it, you know, maybe four or five times a year. Okay. But is there a length of time that I should not keep it plugged in? Nope. Uh, I'm assuming you mean plugged in, you've got some sort of a battery tender or something on it, Patty? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And you, do you call a, a trickle charger a battery tender? Uh, yeah, if you've got a little trickle charger on it, battery tender, that's that's the brand yes. name that we recommend. But trickle charger, no, just leave it on all the time, not hurting anything. Okay. Well, I do try to exercise it in nice weather. Yeah. Um, the other, they're they're both just like new on the inside. Awesome. Good for you, Patty. Awesome. You know, they hail damage. Lady after my own heart. Thank you. Well, I try. And the other thing is, um, someone backed into me. Yes, they backed into me in the parking lot. Okay. And of course, they denied they did it. They of were course. just a nervous wreck that I would call their insurance company, Progressive. Of course. And of course, they believed his story. And I, I'm a truthful person. Yes, he backed into me. Where could I get a new bumper and a new tail light? A responsible place. Uh, on and this is on the 05, I assume. Yes. Yes. We're kind of we're going back to what we were talking about with Peter. Uh, those are still made in the aftermarket. Now, you could potentially find a used one as well, eBay or Carpart.com, those sorts of places. But you should be able to get a new fascia from all of the aftermarket suppliers that are out there, Patty, as well, all makes and so on. Well, I'm 80. I'm not I'm not familiar with the aftermarket places. I don't know. Well, any is. collision center, which is what you're going to need to actually have that put on, have it color matched and so on, any of them can, can find all that for you, Patty. Oh, They okay. can find it, all install right. it, the whole nine yards. Okay. Well, thank you. I and, and, you and, your, and by the way, in your case, since you're going to pay for this on your own, Colorado Car Works over off of uh, Colfax. Talk to Joaquin over there. He's a great friend of mine. He'll take great care of you, Patty. Okay. Well, I love your show. I only found it about a month ago. Well, thank you. So now my, my radio is tuned to that station all the time. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> we appreciate that very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All thank right. You. Take care. Have a great day. And yes, Patty, thank you. We, we are greatly appreciative of that, by the way, all of us here at KLZR. So worst car buying advice you've ever been given. That's the question of the day, 303-477-5600. Text messages, by the way. You can text us a question. Most of you do on a regular basis. 307-200-8222-307-200-8222. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? 
The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. And uh, Patty, by the way, thank you again for finding us. Brand new listener for just a month or so. Best thing you can do for us, by the way, Patty, is let everybody else know uh, that are like you, like-minded, and like hearing what we talk about here, that you Listen, and we would appreciate that greatly. By the way, that goes for everybody else that's out there listening as well. Word of mouth is our best advertisement. Jim and Littleton, you are next. Hello. 
Hello? Hello, Jim. Yes. Uh, John, you mentioned the, the fellow that was having trouble with his, uh, the question about the regulator and whether or not he had a bad ground. Uh, the ohmmeter is not a good way to go because ohmmeter has such a small amount of current. A better way to go is to take a voltmeter and put it on the regulator and see whether or not the voltage on the regulator says 18 volts. If that does True. not, then then start tracking from the ground wire down using the voltmeter. So go to ground and then check and see if you've got a high voltage drop along that ground line. True. True, you could do that as well. I doubt seriously if it's a ground issue, but that would be one way to check it, yes. That would certainly tell you whether or not your regulator is the culprit, too. True. True. Good point. Well, and also, and one thing I didn't think of either is, Jim, and I'm assuming this has been done, make sure the regulator's grounded well as well. You know, that, that also needs to be checked, which, I, again, I'm assuming these things have already been done, but I, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, that will tell you, if the regulator's saying it's 14 and a half volts, right. then we've got a problem somewhere between that and the True. reference and ground. The other thing I want to add really quick, too, for everybody listening is, and, and I cannot stress this enough, I know I talk about this a lot, but probably don't say it as much as I should, Jim. There is a huge, huge difference in the quality of electrical components that you buy, even from places like Napa, you can buy their bottom of the line, you can buy their top of the line. And, Jim, you and I both know there is a vast difference between those two. That's right. That's for sure. And if you're not buying top of the line, you're going to do nothing but replace parts. I'm sorry. That's just how it works, Jim. You know that also. Yes. So, anyway. Right, but, no, yeah, no. Great, great, great point on how to check that. Yes, spot on. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate that very much. And yes, folks, I cannot stress that enough. Even inside of the Napa line itself, there is everything from, you know, remanufactured to brand new, and they've got the good, better, best going. They have to do that to be competitive, you know, price-wise with everybody else that's out there that's selling similar products. So they all compete on those same levels. And in doing so, uh, you may say, well, you know, I bought it from Napa, and I also went down the street and bought it from AutoZone. Well, if you're buying similarly priced products, they're probably close to the same product. Just because you're buying the one from Napa doesn't mean, if, if you're buying the low-end product, that it's the high-end quality product. So when you're buying electrical components especially, alternators, regulators, starters, even window motors and things along those lines, there is a good, better, best. And I, I'm just one of those where... Buy top of the line, because if you're not, you're just going to end up having additional problems on down the road. And I know, sometimes people can buy the cheap stuff, put it on, and it works great. I've never been that guy that, that works that way. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just not that lucky. Typically, for me, if I don't buy top of the line, even when I own shops, if I didn't buy top of the line, we were going to have problems with that particular item. And sometimes you were forced to do that lower-end product because it may have been the only thing available at that particular moment in time to get the customer back on the road. So you just did what you had to do to get the customer you know, moving. In turn, though, I'm not joking. Those were always the ones I had to replace. You know, Always came back. We called them comebacks. Those are always the ones that, that came back to us. And I had to go back in and fix, and that was always uh, the issue. So, yeah, always, always, if you can, buy top of the line. It's the only way to do it. Jeff in Western Montana, what's up? Hey, good morning, John. Your ears um, must have been burning. I was telling my boys about you yesterday. Is that right? Well, just where you lived in Montana. We, we were talking about the weather here, and I'm like, well, you know, there's parts of Montana where it's actually like, you know, living in Colorado Springs. They just, they did they didn't believe me. 
oh, hey, they need to check. 27 years I checked it, and and we would be on the average up here about two to three degrees colder is all. Yeah. Um, but but I, w- I was telling Larry that we're actually on the edge of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, that when I look out my windows to the east, I see the Mission Mountains, and that's uh, the edge of the Continental Divide. So right. So when the, when the bad weather comes down, it usually comes screaming down the divide. We might catch part of it. But it's heading east most of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. We and it and there's a little town called Dixon, uh, just maybe ten miles away or so, where they actually grow melons during the summer. Really? So, and what's it called again? Yeah. Dixon. D i x o n. Dixon. Dixon. Okay, Dixon, Montana. Got it. Yeah, it's a, it's a tiny little place. It's kind of like I can't remember the name of the place in uh, south and eastern. Colorado that grows melons too. Oh yeah, down in the um, kind of the Montrose area and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean we're it, it's hard to believe, but we're pretty comparable. So uh, I say it's like Western. It's like uh, uh, I was telling the boys that yesterday though. they didn't believe me. So I'm glad you called in because they they listen on Saturdays as well. So they're hearing what you said. Yeah, it, it's like. The front range only with fewer people and more oxygen. Yeah, I hear you. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, what can I do for you, no. Jeff? Well, I had a quick comment on Patty when she called. She said that her insurance company was holding her at at, at fault when someone backed into her. And in the, yeah, ago, in the parking lot, yeah. yeah well, they weren't holding her at fault, just the other company wouldn't pay. Okay. So, so in other words, the person backing into her, they would not pay the claim because they said it wasn't their insured's fault. Well, I know that Colorado law used to say, I'm not sure it still does, but it used to say that when you're backing out, until you have pulled forward three feet, if you strike anything, you're at fault. Mm. Interesting. So, okay. yeah, I, I found that out the hard way. So, um, My question is about a uh, one of my new favorite vehicles, the Chevy SSR, mm-hmm. um, ever since we've gotten it, it's had a battery drain on it. Okay. And I, I went to uh, two batteries in 10 months on it and because uh, I, I wasn't really watching it. And so then I put a battery tender on it. But I found out recently that even with the tender on it, the tender was showing yellow instead of green. Which well, that means it's got too much draw. Simple. Yeah, it's pulling too much. Well, Right, and so yeah, it's not a charger. Uh, it's a, as you know, it's a maintainer, not a charger. Right, so it had that. It has it supplies that one amp, and at first it was it would flash to yellow and then black back to green. So it was it's right around one amp draw. Hmm. Recently, it's just stayed yellow, and I put an actual charger on it and brought it back up really quickly. But I'm just. Wondering, I'm about to go out there and start setting up things for to test for uh, voltage draw. But is there anything out there that you can think of that to check first? No, uh, that's one of those where you know put a meter between, you know, take the positive cable off, put the meter between the cable and the post, and make sure that you know your hood lights or anything like that that would be obvious are of course off or pulled, and then you just start going through the process of taking fuses out of circuits to determine. You know which one's drawing, including taking the you know the the battery charge wire off the back of the alternator, and determining if that has any draw as well, because the alternator can draw also. Oh, really? The alternator can draw. Sure. Oh yeah, if diodes get bad in it; it can draw as well. Hmm. 
That'd That's probably be one of the first about. places I would start would just be under the hood, taking off some of the things there that you can see, you know, that are easy. And then as you go down that path, and by the way, just leave each one of those off as you're going through the process so that you're eliminating each one at a time. So, you know, don't, don't take it off, put it back on, just keep pulling until you're to the point where you figure out what's, you know, what, what's, what's not making it draw anymore. Okay. And so start with the alternator. Is there anything else that I can take off like that before I hit the fuses? And that's probably the biggest item that's underneath the hood. Okay. And can, can, can relays do that as well? I know sure. they don't act as... Oh, know, yeah, they can stay like engaged. Fuse, sure. Fuse, no, oh, no, they can. No, they can stay engaged. Sure. Okay. And you, again, just start pulling right. them. That's, that's the way to look, look and check them. Okay. All uh, right. Points me in a direction. Okay. I hadn't thought about the alternator. Yep. That yeah. diode, so. One of the first ones to start with. Is that fairly common in vehicles? Mm, I don't want to I mean, say it's common, but looking, does it happen? Sure. When you're looking at voltage draws, is that kind of the, one of the first places? That's one of the first places I always look just because it's easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jeff, Super. thanks. Nope, appreciate Thank it very much. much. Guys, that's it for this first hour. Tim and Broomfield will come back to you. We've got a couple of lines open, 303-477-5600. Got more tips on uh, all the things we've talked about during this first hour, as well as I've got some things on uh, what not to do when buying a car, because the question of the day is what's the worst car buying advice you've ever had? We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.